Let Kids Play podcast, where I'm Nayetta, your host, a mom, educator, and your only activity guy for your little ones. Hey, this is Nayetta, your activity guy. I'm here for moms who need a little help teaching their kids under five at home. Together, we will empower your little ones to explore their creative side, reach their milestones, and have fun while doing it. Each week, we will talk about ways to explore learning at home while break with, without breaking the bank and ways to ensure your little one is learning while playing. I'm a mom of three. My kids are 10, 6, and 3 years old. My goal as a first-time mom was to raise an independent, intelligent, and creative child. Back then, I did not know play-based learning was a thing, and Pinterest sure didn't tell me. So I figured out, figured it out, found the research and scientific answers behind why play-based learning is important, and I'm here to share all the details to save you a ton of time and money. Hey, this is Nayetta, your activity guy. In this week's episode, we're discussing play. Like, what is play exactly? Why is it important? And how kids learn while playing? You may even ditch the flashcards after this episode. So, what is play? According to Google, play is an engagement in an activity for enjoyment and recreation rather than a serious or practical purpose. I don't like that definition because that that means play isn't, you can't learn through play, which you can't. It's not just all about fun. But let's keep going. So this is where we've been taught that kids can't learn from playing. The National Institute for Play is a whole non-profit and its only purpose is dedicated to bring awareness to others that play creates emotional, healthy, and competent people. That's the whole purpose of their organization. So, for me personally, play is when you're doing something fun, you're focused, and you're creating memories. Core memories at that. Um, play to the state of being. When playing, you trigger things in your brain that gets you excited. Like, I can remember back to my childhood some of the things that I played, and they're really in my, like, they're in my core memory. As a mom, my memory is bad, but I remember certain things that I did while playing, um, and I remember the lessons learned from them, like, vividly remember. Um, my son is 10. He even remembers some things that he played with or how he played um, and the lessons learned from that. He doesn't remember a lot of stuff like to brush his teeth some mornings, but he remembers um, the way he lined up his cars because he was organized while playing, like let's sort them by color. So he remembers um, when he was two and three and he would line up his cars by colors because that was one of the ways that he learned his colors. We didn't use flashcards, we used cars because that's what he was into. So it's like a state of being that you're, um, that you're in when you're playing, you're excited, you're focused, um, and you're determined. So once you're determined to do what you're excited about, this is when like the learning happens. Um, you're also building like your motor skills, whether that's fine or gross motor, depending on the activity, you're building your emotional skills, your social skills, and your cognitive skills. So it's like an internal reward 
because it's fun it's something fun but internally like you're learning your wheels are turning like your brain is working and moving and developing these skills and milestones that our kids need so peter gray is a big advocate for um play-based learning and the play method his uh his philosophy on play is it's freely chosen and directed by the child the child sets the rules of play it's always creative and imaginative. So that's like when um, my kids are into uh, Barbies and Pokemon. And it's hard for me to play Barbies because my daughter, she sets different rules for me and who I can play with and how they can dress. So that's Peter's great definition of play. It's freely chosen and directed by the child. You're just there to play and listen. <laughs> and they direct you. So... You can see why it's important because your child is free. They play, they make the rules. This forces their brains to one, take the lead in their developing leadership skills. Um, they regulate their behavior, their own behaviors because they are negotiating, especially if they're playing with someone else. So they're um, regulating their behaviors of wanting to take something when, you know, the rules in their minds, no, we're not going to take it because that's their item that they're going to play with. Um, you're teaching them, they're developing um, ways to solve problems. Like it's play is a mental game. And I think um, as parents, that's how we have to remember that it's a mental game, but it's also an important game. So, as a parent, what does all of this mean? All of things mentioned above will help your little ones, especially under five, meet their milestones. Um, in the culture we're in, especially after uh, things that happened within the last few years, we as parents have been struggling for our kids to meet their milestones. Um, we've had issues as far as speech or fine motor. Uh, fine motor skills are the little things as far as them being able to pick up a pencil once they get in kindergarten, right? Um, it works on penmanship and all of that, but it doesn't start with their kid holding a pencil. Like your one-year-old is not going to hold a pencil. It starts with your one-year-old using clothespins or tongs to pick up something or even just like using that grip and then slowly going into pinching with their um, thumb and their index finger. So how your little one plays helps the development of how they learn, act, speak, and move. 90% of the brain is of your child's brain is developed before the age of five so we need to be intentional about how our kids play at home and you as a parent or we as the parents are their their first teacher regardless of if we send them to school we are their first teachers we after the doctor pulls them out they're the next person that we see we teach them everything um before they're even interacting with anyone else so we need to make sure that we have the knowledge and resources as a parent to teach them and help them develop so play develops language it's um problem solving movement emotional and social development like the list can go on and on and on so an example of play-based learning for like a toddler would be singing singing the nursery rhyme humpty dumpty set on the wall humpty dumpty had a great fall so it's rhyming rhyming leads into them learning how to read and if you want to go uh, um step further 
you can add a gross mortar so you can fall down on the ground too and that's helping their gross mortar you can put their feet together and make sure that both feet come out the ground when they're jumping um to like you jump into the fall so there's different ways from that one little nursery rhyme that you can play and make sure that your kids are learning and developing um and reaching their milestones that they need to reach at my house, Play-Doh is like the number one thing. Play-Doh alone can be a whole curriculum for your toddler or anyone under five. Um, well, any kids and adults really, but we're focusing on the kids under five. So Play- Play-Doh is like the whole curriculum. It's it's my thing to go to with play-based learning. Um, there's math involved, science, fine motor, gross motor, emotional development, speech, like imagination. You, the kids get really creative when you pull out Play-Doh. And it's also um, an activity that you can extend. So if you need like 45 minutes to do anything or you just need, you know, someone to like, you just need a mental break or a physical break from being touched and your ear being talked off, Play-Doh is the thing to do, um, in my opinion. So, just to recap, um, play play is what you should be doing at home if you have a kid under five. It should be intentional play. And as we go on with this podcast, we'll continue to talk about ways to be intentional about your play. Um, but just to break down a quick way that you can start playing with your kids and be intentional about the learning today, after listening to this episode, make Play-Doh. Google a Play-Doh recipe. Um, I can probably tell you now it's about two cups of flour, one-fourth cup of salt, about two teaspoons of cream or tartar. Um, You need two teaspoons of oil, and then you need about um, one and a half cup of hot water. Don't quote me on this recipe, but making Play-Doh at home, you can start with that, even a two-year-old, because what you can do is have them pour the ingredients in the bowl. Have them, um, because you need to use a mixer when you're uh, using the Play-Doh, the mixer, or, you know, you use the wooden spoon, your arms will be really tired. But um, have them mix up the ingredients, the dry ingredients, wet ingredients. Have them do everything but the hot water. Um, Have them once, like, you get the hot water, you have to really, really, really work the dough into its, um, the Play-Doh texture, and then you have to let it cool off. So one, and that's also teaching them boundaries and how to control their behaviors because it's hot, so they can't be right there touching it with you because it'll burn them. Um, and if they do touch it, then they've learned a lesson that, hey, that was hot. Mommy or daddy did tell me that that was hot, and it burns. So that's a natural consequence. Um of not following instructions so after the play-doh is cooled off you get them like um you give them an area and that's creating like the boundaries and the structure of learning so you're still having fun but they're learning so much so you give them an area of like your table or your floor you put down a wax paper or a mat something for them to put the play-doh and they start playing if you want to extend it you can go get out go to the store and get play-doh tools or you can just grab um kitchen utensils you can grab the uh tablespoon measurement cups you can grab a spoon you can grab a roller all of that stuff is fun with play-doh as well and then um you can also add like little things like their little figures like there's just a ton of ways to play with play-doh um 
If you want, you can check out my Instagram. It's the Activity Playhouse or my Facebook, and I have uh, resources there. You have the Play-Doh mats that are on our website, that www.theactivityplayhouse.com. And there's just a number of ways that you can start today making Play-Doh and making sure you're intentional about the way your kids learn.